Fortress Canine Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freedom Special 2020 Part 2, where we are going over the Declaration of Independence in celebration of Independence Day 2020. And we are reading through the Declaration of Independence and then uh, discussing some of the specific points of each of these segments. So yesterday we covered the prologue and we talked a little bit about uh, how they were explaining that they needed to give their reasons for declaring independence from Great Britain. And, uh, and so today we are going to start getting into uh, part of the reasons they gave. So the first section is they say, we hold these truths to be self-evident. So remember, this is the, the first part of their explanation as to why they're declaring independence from Great Britain. Okay, so this, this isn't just a statement that's said without any context. This is the, the intro to the reasons that they're giving for why they're leaving Great Britain. And they say, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now remember the, the very first wording that they changed a little bit was the, the uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property, or the ownership of property, and, and they changed that to the pursuit of happiness. Um, but in the, in the time frame and everything, the, their meanings were very similar. So that is the intro to why they're declaring independence, because all men are created equal. So the inference there is that all men are created equal by their creator, and they have certain rights, and we are not being treated as equal men, and we are being denied certain rights. Right? Well, what are these, uh, these inequalities, inequalities, and what are these rights that are being violated? And so that's what they get into next. It says that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Okay, so they're making another inference here. They're saying the only reason government has a just right to govern is through the consent of those that they are governing, right? So the, those that are being governed are the ones giving the power and the authority to the government to govern them as a whole. Okay, now the other important thing to this is, remember, they were being essentially governed over by another parliament, even though they had their own parliament and their own direct connection to the king. And, uh, and so their rights were being stomped on by this other parliament. So the next section they get into is that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, okay, of the being created equal, of the having uh, inalienable rights, uh, of being instituted among men and deriving his power from the consent of the governed, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them seems most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So in other words, each 
group of people, each nation, each group of governed people gets to choose the type of government that they have, right? So if a nation is living in a monarchy, it is ultimately the people that have chosen the monarchy, right? If they were to unite together and rise up against the monarchy, they could overthrow the monarchy and establish a new form of government. So ultimately, every form of government in every nation, even when people are being oppressed, is essentially established by those people because it's those people's, not only their right, but their responsibility to alter, abolish, or adjust it to match what needs to be done. <laughs> Excuse me, just coming off the field, a little dehydrated here. Okay, so, again, we, we start to see, and this is inferred here, but we start to see the balance of rights and responsibilities. Rights and responsibilities. The two are always connected in ways that cannot be separated. And it says, prudence, indeed, will dictate, and sorry, I'm making a turn here, so give me just a second to pause while I get this set up. I am once again driving and reading at the same time, so hopefully I won't have an accident. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. In other words, if we're having issues, we should try for a long time to fix those issues internally before we go actually changing the government, right? And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed, okay? So this is really the situation we're finding ourselves in today, right? Basically, if you talk to most people in the country, most people in our country are dissatisfied. There's a lot of things they don't like, um, whether you know they can blame it on Congress, they can blame it on the president, they can blame it on you know the economy. There's all sorts of things that people can point to and say, I'm dissatisfied with that, whatever the that is they wanna to point to. And they say, I'm dissatisfied with that. Well, it's the nature of mankind, right? And so experience has shown that it's the nature of mankind that we are accustomed to just putting up with things for as long as things can be put up with, right? So there's, there's always some point in our point of suffering where we say, that's it, I'm not gonna take any more, I'm done with whatever this is that I'm suffering, I am now going to take action. And then of course that action that people take can come in various different forms. Uh, I believe that the reason President Trump, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, is irrelevant to this point. I believe that the reason President Trump is in office is because a huge portion of the conservatives, the Republicans in the country, became fed up with the establishment and they said, screw it. We've sent several uh, people, several Republican presidents into office. None of them did anything they said they were going to do. They were all impotent, right? So basically, you know, if you're a conservative or a Republican, you, you know, most Republicans believe we haven't had a good president since Reagan. And, uh, and then there's a lot of Republicans that look and they say they're real happy with what Trump has done. Of course, some aren't. But they, they put up with it until they said, you know what, we're done. We're not putting up with this anymore. We are getting rid of uh, the establishment. We're getting rid of the status quo from the conservative side. We're voting this guy, this crazy guy, Donald Trump, because at least he'll do something, right? And, and whether you agree with him or you, you disagree with what he's doing, the one thing that is impressive about Trump is 
He said he was going to do certain things and everything that he has been able to affect within the boundaries of his authority in the Constitution, he has done huge strides in moving in those directions. And so whenever you have a, a politician that says they're going to do something and then does it, whether you like what they're doing or not, for me, I always go, at least I have an admiration for the fact that they're being honest, which to me is a rare thing uh, to have in any politician, Republican or Democrat. Okay, so basically they're making the point, let's, let's go back and just kind of reiterate the three points. So they're saying, first, um, everybody has rights, they're given by your creator, they can't be messed with. Secondly, it's the job of government to secure these rights. Thirdly, it's the responsibility and the right of the people to establish that government and design it, right? And then thirdly, we shouldn't do any of this lightly, right? We should uh, work as hard as we can to fix things. And we recognize that people, as a general rule, tend to just sit and take it for as long as they can before they finally break and, and take action. Right now, keep in mind, they're getting ready to say, but we're taking action. So they've taken it as long as they could, and they're basically saying, we can't take it anymore. All right, so next section, it says, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, so again, now we have a blatant statement, rights and responsibilities, right and duty, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Okay, so now they're saying, they're getting right down to it and they're saying, these are the things that the British government has done. There has been a long train of abuses. There have been usurpations. Again, the Americas had their own parliament. The British parliament did not govern the Americans. The Americas parliament did, but the British parliament was usurping the American parliament's authority and establishing rules that they had no right to establish, right? So they're usurping the responsibility and the powers and they're taking them away from who should have them, our parliament, and they're uh, giving them that, those powers, and the king was ultimately just letting it happen um, to the parliament over in England, right? And, uh, and they said, and they're, they're not only doing all these things, it all seems to have this same objective, which is basically to bring us under their thumb, right? So all of these things that are happening, all these things we're getting ready to list, all have been pushing in the same direction, and that is to subjugate us to their will. And even though America was a colony, it was largely self-governed other than their commitment to the king, right? And, um, and then it moves on and it says, such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. So they're saying all those things we just said, we've been doing all that. We've been putting up with it. We acknowledge that we have rights. We acknowledge that our creator gave us those rights. It's the government's responsibility to protect those rights. It's also our um, right and our duty to establish a government in the form that we think is best going to serve us. And it says, so such has been our patient sufferance. That, that describes us. All the stuff we just told you guys about, that's us. That's the colonies. And such is now the necessity to which constrains them to alter the former systems of government. 
Okay, and so Sam, so because of all those things, we're changing our form of government. Now, it is important at this point to remember, we mentioned this yesterday, but it's very important to remember that this was a death sentence crime should they fail, should they lose, right? They were truly um, risking everything, and these were not people with nothing to lose. They were people with you know, very large amounts of land, lots of wealth, um, you know, high to do families. They had, you know, children and wives to take care of and all that kind of stuff. And they're risking all of that in order to do this. So it had gotten pretty bad for them. And we're going to, we're going to hear a lot of the things, uh, that they actually went through and suffered through, but just keep that in mind. It's not like these were a bunch of, you know, 20 something guys that really didn't have anything to lose. Like most of the rioters and looters running around. Uh, our city's burning things, right? These guys have just about nothing to lose. The, the founders had everything to lose. They would have been much better off uh, just util, using their wealth, enjoying their luxury, and uh, and just hanging out and being like, well, it's no big deal. No, these were people of principle who said, no, enough is enough. We're going to do something about it. And so they say, the history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations second passing a vehicle there all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states to prove this let the facts be submitted to a candid world so again you can see here their audience is not specifically the king of england even though this was delivered to him their audience is not necessarily even their own people although that was important because they needed to convince all the, the people to go along with this, right? After they all put their signatures on it. But this is being written to other nations saying, we're not doing this half-heartedly. We're not just, you know, being flippant about this. We have a serious issue and we want everyone to understand what our issue is and why we're taking these drastic steps. All right, so we are going to stop there today uh, tomorrow we will start working through the steps. I just switched over to see if I can start working through that slide and I'm going, that text is way too tiny for me to read while I'm driving and while I'm driving in the rain to boot. So um, for now, just keep in mind, number one, they had a lot to lose. Number two, they were not flipping in this, right? This wasn't something that they just decided to do on the spur of the moment. Number three, am I on number three? I think I'm on number three. Uh, they had a lot to lose, right? They were committing, not the least of which is their life. And, and this is with a king in England who had shown himself a person who was more than willing to put people to death for treason. Um, and this is also a situation where this wasn't just one person, right? This wasn't just a mob. This wasn't like the riots and all this other kind of stuff going on. These, number one, they were all elected officials. They were elected by uh, the colonies to represent the colonies. And they decided to get together and say, listen, all of us are getting these grievances. All of us are having these issues. All of us are hearing from our people that we represent. And our people are telling us that these are the things that are happening. So they saw them with their own eyes. They heard them from the people that they lived with and that they lived around. And they said, we must stand up, not only for our own rights, but also so they're, they're the ones risking, right? So your normal farmer dude that's out there, if, if they lose and England comes back in, he's probably not 
too much worse off than he was before. Right? I mean, there might be a little bit of like ratcheting things down for a little while, but then things will go back to normal and he'll probably be okay. But the guys that were doing this, the, the politicians, during this era, these were men who said, I'm willing to risk everything I have up to and including my own life for my fellow citizens who voted for me to come and represent them here. So just consider that. Um, you know, I don't know where everybody that's listening to this stands, but if you're a person who says, you know, oh, these people were just white supremacists, these people were bad people, blah, 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 blah. First of all, no one's perfect. Everyone's bad to some degree or another, okay? Including you, including me, everybody. So let's not all be prideful on our high horses that we're so much better than anybody else. If you wouldn't be willing to sacrifice everything that you have to help your fellow citizen, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not. So, you know, if you are, you're, you're one spectacular person, but I would be willing to bet my next paycheck that nobody listening to this meets the category of having the level of character that these men had. Unless you're willing to do that, your level of character is below these men. The, this was a time of extraordinary character among these men, and in order to establish something that up until this point, in most places around the world, was a dream that very, very few had the courage to pursue, right? So did they do it perfectly? No. Did they make lots of mistakes? Yes. It was one of the big mistakes that when they were uh, crafting the Constitution, they didn't go ahead and abolish slavery right then? Absolutely, they should have. They talked about it, they discussed it, they made a plan for it. Sadly, that plan wasn't uh, locked down in writing, and so it kind of fell through until, of course, the Civil War came up and everything boiled to a head. So I don't want to get too far off on that topic, but I do want us to recognize that a lot of the media, a lot of the people that are out, you know, tearing down statues and doing whatever, these people act as if their character is better than the men of this, that are in the statues or the women that are in the statues that they're tearing down, right? These, these people that are out rooting and uh, rioting and looting, rooting and rioting, um, getting my words all mixed up, the people that are out doing all these things, they're people of very small character. Right? They're cowards, they're bullies, they're, you know, they're just people who have no real character. Mostly they're just complaining that they're not getting more free stuff. Right? They don't have a lot to lose. The men who founded this nation had everything to lose and were willing to lose it all to help someone else more than they were getting help themselves. Because most of the men that signed the Declaration of Independence were put to death for treason. Most of them. There were a few exceptions, but the majority of these men ended up losing their lives because they were charged, they were caught by the British and charged with treason. So, and yet, they knew and they knew that that was a very real risk. And guess what? They were willing to do it anyway. They were willing to do it anyway. So the next time somebody talks poorly about our founders, just keep that in mind. I'm not saying to punch them in the face, even though I would want to, but just keep that in mind that these people were men of extraordinary character, backed up by wives and women of extraordinary character who were willing to stand by them and support them through this whole process. All right, so we'll end that today. Tomorrow we'll start going through uh, the actual specific grievances that they had. And until then, remember to train hard and stay safe. Canine Podcast.